you you are now entering the Betamax dungeon with Forch and someone else. Who? Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon. It's me, Mark Fortune. That's a bit better. And uh, I'm Jamie Ball. Hello, listener. Welcome <laughs> to another spine-tingling episode of the Betamax Dungeon. What do you mean that was a bit better? Your introduction was a little bit better. Oh, was it? Yeah, the last few were a bit... It's I'm, me, yeah. Mark Fortune. Yeah, well, I was do, trying to do a little bit, give it a little bit of zhuzh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the the introductions end now. We go straight into what we're talking about. Well, you're kind of responsible for, the, for us not having an introduction anymore. We had, we had a fine. It was a unique introduction. Yeah. You know, and now what do we do? We don't. We just we just flub into it. It's just. A, <laughs> We just yeah. Hey everyone. Anyway, yeah. what have you been watching this week, Jamie yeah, Ball? Yeah. Well, hang on. We, I've got a few corrections. I'm oh make. God, only a couple. Uh, need to first apologise for my swearing last episode. I was particularly sweary. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, sorry. And when we were talking about David Patrick Kelly in our Warriors episode, yeah, uh, I forgot to mention that he's also obviously in Twin Peaks. Oh right, okay. He's Jerry. Any Jerry Hall? I think we need to apologise to James Remar as well. Why? Because you said I ain't really done much. He's done loads of stuff. <laughs> He's done loads of stuff. <laughs> he is more. He is mostly famous for what he didn't do. Yeah, but I, I'd look at his IMDb and it was uh, quite extensive. Oh yeah, he's worked extensively. What else? What? Well, nothing that's jumping out at me. Oh, okay. So right. <laughs> he's been. In, I think he's been in a lot of westerns, isn't he? I think over the years, I'm sure he has. Yeah. What was your next correction? Uh, that they that those were the corrections. It's just two corrections. Oh, right. Should there be more? What else do I need to correct? Uh, Probably stuff. No, that's it. Yeah, okay. What have you been watching this week? Well, I I, I watched the Fog last night at film night. Which one? The old John Carpenter one, not the. There is only one, isn't there? What? No, there was a remake yeah, with, with with Tom Welling. Yeah, I had the DVD of that right for about five years, and I never watched it. Why did you have a DVD? Somebody gave it to me for a birthday present or something. You might like this. And it's, I think it stayed in the cellophane until I took it to the charity shop. Just couldn't be asked with it. See, the, the thing about the old fog and what it really kind of points out in relation to the new fog is that in the old fog, they had machines that would just make fog. So you could go on location with this machine and it would just make fog. Make fog. They, well, they nick it out of a nightclub. It, well, I, wherever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, but it was a fog that Circus kind of stayed around your ankles. One of those kind of fogs, wasn't it? Well, not in John Carpenter's The Thing. That He makes that fog dance. Yeah. yeah it's, it, there are bits where you feel it's following people. and It works. Yeah, it works. It works. I don't know. Is there, is the a new fog one? looks like fog. Have you seen a new one? I've seen the shitty CGI fog. It's like, why, why CGI is something that you can make for real, for reals? Just get a fog machine in there. Are you honestly telling me that CGI is cheaper than a fog machine? Well, this is probably why uh, Hollywood's in a bit of a pickle now. Because <laughs> they're paying the CGI people too little and getting them to do too much. I don't know. I don't want to wade into the politics of it all, Mark. But I don't know. Well, you did. You did just. Because that, no. that is pretty much one of the problems. Well, yeah. It just seems... I just don't get. I don't get why they think that would be better, a better idea. 
rather than just getting a fog machine. Yeah, and I mean the the tricks that John Carpenter used to make the fog look like it was. Well, look what they did with, the, with, this, with that thing remake or re prequel or whatever. Yeah. You know, Terrible. They took all the practical effects out, which they'd already done. Yeah. And they smudged that awful looking CGI in. And like, I think it was a case that the director wasn't really in a position to make any. He couldn't really do much about it. I think. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but. I know it's hindsight and all that, and it's easy to say it now. But I think he has sort of kind of come out and said that he, he was kind of pressurised to use CGI. And he regrets it a little bit, and a lot, of, a lot of the practical effects were just completely fine. Yeah, but just completely done away with. They just slapped CGI all over the top of it. Mm. Some of that looked all right, but it's still it, it's crazy that you're making a, a well, it's basically a prequel, isn't it? But you're basically making a, a film set before it looked better. Well, and how many years later was it made? What so the thing was eighty two, and that so was thirty so, years. Yeah, it's got to be getting on for forty years. No, it was twenty twelve, twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's thirty, it's 30, 30 years. years. Is that thirty years? That's thirty years. Yeah, don't make me do maths. Yeah, I know. But it's thirty years older. Yeah, or new or newer, if you will, and it looks shit. The effects look shit. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. That's insane. I mean, if you're gonna make, if you're gonna try and make the thing, the one thing you've got to do really well is have really decent practical effects. Yeah, well, it's got to be. They are literally as good as they were then. And so. listener, if you haven't heard before, I think back in episode fifteen was it? We did. We talked a whole lot about the thing. Yeah, that's way back when when we were novices, and this was we were all we were honing our craft. We're not. We weren't. We weren't the polished professionals that you see before you today. But well, they don't see us, Mark. It's oh, no, it was, uh, episode. I think your friend it's twenty six. Was it that far back? I don't know that long ago. Yeah, twenty six. I thought we did it earlier. Than that. It was another one of our lesser heard episodes. Oh, it's <laughs> like, like all the episodes. Like all the others. <laughs> yeah, we're going to break that two hundred on now soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing is always cropping up in like I'm always getting messages on my phone saying a new theory about the thing and you read it and you're like no I already, and you're like already knew, yeah or something and you're like well I already knew that one movie web yeah or screen rant <laughs> it's like what do they know yeah and you're like well I know that's not new I said I I spoke about that in episode 26 yeah, well, there are. Uh, there, I guess there are. Anyway, how did the how did the film club enjoy you? No, they liked uh, it. Ben Tim the fog. It. Sorry, I thought I was going to say the thing. Then. The, the fog. fog. The fog. Yeah, I've, Ben had seen it a long, long time ago. Couldn't quite really remember it. I don't think Tim. I don't think he'd ever seen it. He liked it. It's I haven't good. seen it for a while. It's another. It's weird because it's another one of those Tom Atkins inappropriate relationship <laughs> well we'll get to that in a yeah. bit I don't, he does seem to swing those roles and um, someone pointed out last night not me one of the members of film night pointed out that uh, without his tash he looked a bit like a chubby Ray Liotta yeah I can see that a little bit yeah I feel like they were doing him a disservice I mean He's a he's a horror icon, isn't he? Really, Tom Atkins. Yeah, quite by accident, really. I think. Yeah. I mean, he gets he just. I watched a uh, a documentary on the film we're doing tonight. 
and he just he just tends to fall into roles if people ask him to do so he can't pick and choose yeah so if somebody asked him to do something yeah I need to work I'll do it yeah and he got in with the carpenter lot and he obviously got work via that in the same genre yeah he's good in um, yeah obviously the film tonight we're talking about we will get to it he's great in that and um, is he Maniac Cop he was good in that Night of the Creeps was he in the start of Escape from New York is he in the prison? No, isn't that... Um, is him and Lee Van Cleef and I think... Oh, he might be. Him, Lee Van Cleef and the sheriff... Lee, why can you not say Lee Van Cleef? I, I don't know. What was I saying? <laughs> I don't know. Lee, Lee Van, Van Cleef. <laughs> Lee Van Cleef. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> what? What how would you say it? Lee Van Cleef. That's what I said, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I don't know who it was to begin with. Well, it just... <laughs> Don't be insecure about it, Mark. I'm sure you said it right. Well, is that the first time in uh, 70 odd episodes that you've questioned me about the way I've pronounced the name? I always end up questioning your pronunciations because apparently mine are always wrong. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I don't don't get. Yeah, okay. I don't get how you're the authority on pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. I might be right on some of them. No, you're not. Oh, it might be. Because I've heard them said. You don't watch TV. I do. Do you? I do. I just don't often... Listen. No, it's weird. I never really hear actors' names very often. Oh, really? No, I don't know. Just, yeah. Anyway, should we get straight into... Yeah, let's uh, not rake over those the, calls again. <laughs> should we get straight into the, tonight's main feature? Um, okay. Episode what? Is it Jamie? Hang on, what have you been watching this week? Oh, nothing. I didn't really. We didn't really. I didn't really say anything about the fog either. He did. Not really. All right. What, what about the well, fog? It's foggy. <laughs> it's foggy and stuff happened. People died, Mark. People Lepers. died. Was it a curse? Lepers, ghosts. Is it a curse? Yeah. Well, they they I, killed the lepers on the ship. They were the lepers were going to make a, a new colony up the coast, like right. a mile or so away from the town, and so they plotted to kill them they set up like a light on the beach to draw them in thinking it was safe but they were bringing them into rocks to kill oh them. yeah um and then it's a hundred years later on the town's anniversary and they they come back looking to reclaim the six the six conspirators that killed them they're looking to kill them how did they know if they never got sure well, I don't know, because they died, and I guess from the <laughs> realm of the dead, they knew what was... The realm of the dead? Well, I guess if you go to heaven, you can kind of see everything, can't you? You know what, everything... Well, they couldn't have gone to heaven. Why not? Well, because well, they were lepers. That's a bit harsh. Well, no, because they, they wouldn't be coming back and murdering people, people would they? St. Pete, who's on the gate? They weren't murderous. They weren't murderous at the time. Yeah, but they murderous when they come back. Because they were victims of... It was revenge. They were murdered. Is that, is that allowed when you're in heaven? Can we just nip down for a night? Hang on, you're not allowed to take revenge on the person that murdered you. <laughs> yeah, they're in heaven, they've got to get out. They've got to go past back out know, the pearly gates. Know, I don't know that they're in heaven. I'm just suggesting that in the realm of the dead, you find out who killed you. Maybe you can see. Maybe you can. Maybe you can. They were still haunting the town. Mm. And they were like, oh, we've worked it out. These, you know, because they can't see us. And oh, we've been talk- hanging around the pub. And they've been chatting about it. We know that six people killed us. Talking about lepers. Yeah. I read a, a Roald Dahl story today about a leper. Right. And I can't remember the name of the short story. Is it The Visitor? 
I don't know. You bloody read it. Well, it's one of his short stories that goes on for pages and pages and pages. It's just a long short story. Yeah, and it's about a guy who's narrating a story, and then he picks up a diary of somebody else. Okay. Then you're hearing that story, and it's about a guy he's driving out in the desert. Okay. And his car breaks down, and he goes back. He goes back to this Arab's house. who's rich, and this guy's a bit of a player, and he thinks he can sleep with any woman he likes. Right. So, and this this um, Arab's got a beautiful wife and a beautiful daughter, and they all go to bed at night, and he's he's convinced one of them is <laughs> is going to come in and shag him. Right. And then, his lo and behold, his door opens. And uh, he starts having sex with this woman, and right. he's trying to turn the light on, and she's going, "No, no, 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 no," right. no, no in a, in a, with an Arab accent, which I'm not going to do. Yeah, right. And he's trying to he's trying to light candles because this is olden times. Right. Okay. So who's yeah. he having sex with? Well, like? he gets up and he, get, he bites this woman on the neck. He's having sex with, him, and he thinks, "Well, I, I'll, I'll figure it out when I go down in the morning." Right. Okay. It, right. And he gets no, 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 no. This is a good bit. He goes downstairs in the morning right. for breakfast. They both come down. They've got scarves on. Right, okay. And he's like, well, I guess I'll never know. Anyway, the Arab gives him a lift back to his car in the morning. He goes, I've got a confession. He says, what? He goes, I've got a, I've got a second daughter. And she never comes out. But she's got leprosy. Anyway, bye. Right. So it was her. Well, you, but we still don't know that. Yeah, but you never had another letter from this guy again. You never what? You never... Because this guy was reading... Forget it. Hang on, this guy was what? Hang on, what? The guy was reading letters. He was reading diaries. Oh, okay, so... All right, okay. And then the diaries stopped. Right, okay. Wow, that's complicated, but pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of his stories are complicated. I mean, that could, have, that could have been... any. It could have been anything. That could have been way worse. I know, it could have been. You know. Well, it's not going to be that bad. It's rolled down. Well, it? it could be. I've got, you know, I've got a mentally unhinged son that, you know... I lock upstairs because he, you know. I think you would have noticed that with the sex. <laughs> Who knows these days, Mark? I don't know. But it wasn't these days, was it? It was those days. Well, it wasn't any days, Mark. It was a fiction. So, okay, so. Anyway, what's the main yeah, event? Right, what, what, what episode number are we on? Seven, it's uh, podcast 74, Mark. And Wow. Yeah, we're getting there. And uh, tonight, it's still. It's still pre-Halloween season for us, but this episode may very well be going out after Halloween. But we don't want to confuse the listener. So we're still in a Halloween-y mood, and yes. you're not you're not going to be, listener. Well, it might go out the same week. No, no, it won't. Why not? No, no, that's, no let's not spoil it. <laughs> let's not spoil it. Yeah, let's not just... Yeah, you don't want to just... Let's, squ- not, let's not squander our talent, Mark. We just want to drip-feed them. You always want to leave them wanting more, more. I'm not sure we ever do leave them wanting more. I don't think that's ever happened. No, I know. But that's the theory. Well, yeah, we'll see. So anyway, uh, episode 74. uh, It's Halloween, Mark. Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch. The the night no No one one came came home. No one came home. Oh, you fucked it up. Should we do that again? No, I was doing it. Well, you do it. Do it again. The night no one came came home. home. (laughs) Which is a play on what? The night, on he, the, night, <laughs> the night he came home. Yeah. Halloween's your favourite franchise, isn't it? Mark? It is, and yeah. this is one of my favourites. Okay. Is it the best of the series? Is it best? Is it the best of the franchise? Well, we, 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 do we need to take a minute to learn how to speak? <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
now. I think it's catching. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> your unusually shaped feet thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm fine. All right. Okay. Is it the best of the franchise, Mark? Uh, it's in the top three for me. Of the franchise? Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's yeah. no Michael Myers. It's so ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I. It, <laughs> it's, if this had happened now, if that whole thing had happened now, they wouldn't call it Halloween Three. No, that, well, would it work as a film if they did it? No, it was silly. It didn't work then. No, I know, but it's, I can. It, maybe it was before its time. So we should explain. Originally, John Carpenter envisaged the Halloween series as being a different creepy story each film yeah and the first Halloween was so successful and people wanted Michael Myers and that I guess they kind of wanted a bit of an ending to that so he was persuaded to go back and do Halloween 2 well no he didn't do he didn't actually direct it he wrote it wrote it and produced it he was heavily involved half assly yeah he was he, he was involved and Halloween 2 kind of ended it didn't it it kind of ended with death of Loomis and the death of Michael and so in his mind that was all wrapped up so then when Halloween 3 came along it was going to be back to his original idea of like an anthology format yeah but that just seems well it didn't get the right it didn't get the right marketing but they missed the boat didn't they I mean if your first two is Michael Myers yeah they should have just gone or gone just call it Season of the Witch that doesn't make any sense as a name either really yeah it does how because it's intrinsically got Witchcraft threaded throughout the whole tale, Mark. True, isn't it? Yeah, that's witchcraft. It's witchcraft. Come on, Mark. Um, we'll get cast. What do you? What did you think it was? Just science. (laughs) (laughs) It's the it's witchcraft and the power of the stones. Oh, that stone they got over the stones. We had a time getting that over. They had a time getting that over. We're not going to go into it at all. Yeah, I'm not going to explain (laughs) it because I couldn't. Yeah, what what shit. That's one of the best. That's why I like this film. Because a lot of it doesn't make any sense. I mean, maybe we should say to our American audiences, the chances of someone actually stealing Stonehenge. This day and age. Well, yeah. Good luck getting anywhere near it for a start. Yeah. We can't even get near it. We live in the same county. Ironically, you, if you, ironically, if you stood at the boundary fence, you couldn't hit it with a stone. Hmm. You can bet. I think you could barely see it from you can, the car park, can you? I think you can walk around it. Well, yeah, from, yeah, from a wide radius. Yeah, it's because of the power. It's because of the power inherently hidden. The energy in the stones, Mark. No. The the energy that can power evil microchips. They don't want to, school kids drawing chalk cocks on it. No. <laughs> anymore. I don't. Did they? Did I they? think they did. Yeah. I've, touched, to, I've just think of all the years it just stood there with. No fence around it. Yeah, it did. Was it like that in the seventies? No, no one pinched it. Yeah, I've been up to them. I've touched them. So maybe, so you could get a lorry up there and just push on one on a lorry. But I'm, well, I'm sure they're dug in, aren't they? Yeah, the, the they weight of them alone, you wouldn't. Yeah. Well, maybe they could have. I don't know. I don't know. We had a no. time getting that back. <laughs> yeah, it's on, news, just, it's on the news thing, isn't it? Yeah. I think they would have noticed pretty quick, maybe. Yeah. One of, you know, Stonehenge is missing. So anyway. Yeah, they did those because it was on the news. Yeah, pretty pretty quick. Yeah. Then they had to get it back to a, uh, 
Hicktown, USA. Yeah, they left it late. They must have had it back before a long time before <laughs> then because they were chipping bits off to put in the microchips. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, let's get. We'll get to all that. So yeah, as we said, it's Halloween free. Directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who was the production was he the production designer on Halloween? Yeah, and you sort of do a Halloween too as well. He was he's been involved with John Carpenter in a lot of films, and he's sort of you almost get the idea. It's kind of his project. In some ways, back then they were maybe you know like when you look at a list of credits and everyone's got a job and and they did this and he was the this the set designer or whatever. I think back then when particularly when John Carpenter was making films, everyone was doing a bit of everything. Yeah. And I think Tommy Wallace was almost. I think he even ended up doing a few stunts and stuff like that. I think he was the chap with the spanner in his hand that broke yeah. the window in Halloween. So he did. He was just sort of a bit of a. It's pretty much the same crew from Halloween too. Yeah. Bar the director. Yeah, yeah. And it does feel like a Halloween film, even though there's no Myers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. When I, I remember when I first watched it, I was quite young. It really screwed me up when I was young. But I think even when there was like about 10 minutes to go, I was thinking, so when, when does Michael Myers turn up then? What what's, I think he, I, even then I kind of thought he was going to turn up. And I'm sure my mum had said, Michael Myers isn't in this one. <laughs> or oh, you didn't believe and I was like, well, I was like, well, he's going to be in, ha- he's going to be in Halloween He's going to be in Halloween film, And it's about masks. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Or, I, I don't know, I just didn't... It never really bothered me. Not really. Yeah, it did me a bit. But then, like, how old would I have been then? I guess, I, I guess it, would have, it must have been talking early 90s. Late eighties, because they'd have all been like rentals. So yeah, maybe it bothered you because they'd been one, two, four, and five. Well, the later ones were probably out. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Because I think I watched the first one and then the third ones. I didn't see. I didn't see two for quite a t- quite a time. I maybe wish that in three they'd kind of or as the franchise had carried on. I maybe wish they tried to incorporate it into it more. Yeah. And I know there's loads of stupid theories, aren't they? That About the mask being it. Yeah, Silver Shamrock. Well, then uh, the, the whole idea that Michael did die in part two and every Michael Myers you see after then is, after then is just like one of his automaton robots, killer robots. That's horseshit. <laughs> so you don't subscribe to that no. theory? No, well, he broke out of the ambulance, didn't he, in four? What, um, what? He's in the ambulance. Well, he could have started four. <laughs> Whoa, what? what? From the end of two? Yeah. He's in the ambulance and they're moving him and then somebody mentions his niece and he sticks his thumb through his head. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, but that was still... Automatons. Well, yeah, I know. Well, that's just one of the theories. It could be. Surely with these automatons... You don't like that theory, do you? No. <laughs> Surely with these automatons in Halloween 3, it would have been easier to just get some blokes. Yeah, but then he there would have been more loose ends, wouldn't there? I mean, automatons don't, robots don't talk. They're not going to rat you out. Humans will let well, you know. Time that conspiracy that, that <laughs> bit. I mean, we're talking a massive conspiracy. Yeah. It would have cost billions. Billions. <laughs> he took over a town. Yeah, billions. Well, no, he lived in the town. The town was his. I've, there's... 
Right, we haven't got to the cast yet. We got, I got, yeah. There's so we're, we're, we're so excited about to talk about Halloween three. As we go through it, Mark, these questions will crop up because I've got lots of questions. Oh, I got questions. So Tommy Wallace was the director. The cast we've got Tom Atkins, horror icon Tom Atkins, is Doctor Daniel Chalice. <laughs> St- <laughs> Stacy, uh, he's not. He won't win Father of the Year. No. Uh, although he should, because he is. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. As it turns out, he's a good dad. We'll try to be. Uh, Stacy Nelkin plays Ellie Grimbridge. Yeah. Dan O'Herlihy. O'Herlihy, yeah. Dan O'Herlihy is Connell Cochran. Michael Curry plays Rafferty. He's the motel owner. Uh, Wendy Westberg plays Teddy. She's the lady that works in the morgue, in the mortuary. And I didn't write anyone else's name. No. I didn't write Buddy Cupfer's name down. The Buddy Cupfer's. Cupfer's. And, oh, hang on, I did write down... Dick Warlock. Oh, he's in it. Any one of the suits? Yeah. Ted... Uh, t- Ted. Tom Atkins' wife is in it. He her, His wife plays Marge Gutman. Oh, when he gets shot in the mouth? Yeah, Misfire. Right, right, right. I, can't, I didn't write the actress's name, though. But, yeah, she's... yeah. So... That was, that was nice for her, watching her husband novel around with acting. Yeah, 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 with a girl <laughs> half her age. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. So, i got to say, great opening credits. Brilliant. And in my mind, the secret, or what the film really is kind of getting at, is all in that kind of credit sequence. Because you've basically got... It's not it's not your standard Halloween theme, but it's kind of a slight variation yeah. on it. But it's really creepy. You're basically seeing like an 8-bit computer screen and you're just seeing sort of graphics fill in and just sort of like a... It's just kind of creepy. And it basically pans out and it's fuzzy. It's dated by today's standards, but back then it would have been quite modern graphics. But it's a computer image of a pumpkin. Yeah. So it's basically that kind of old... The old folklore, old ancient traditions that have been maybe forgotten, old reasons why we used to do yeah. things, you know, nowadays... With a new spin. Well, yeah, but with modern technology. And I think there's a part in the film as well where he says it's, it's advanced ancient technology. So I think really, the you know, it's on the face of it, it's an evil toy maker, but it's kind of... It's basically witchcraft meets modern technology, is yeah. my take on it. And it's from 1982. We didn't say that. Halloween 3, 1982. So, credits start. And we cut to Northern California at, at night. <laughs> He's running, that guy. Yeah, there's a guy running. In the title screen tells us it's October 23rd. And there's a guy running. He's being chased by a car. This guy's in suits. Yeah. And there's a bit of an altercation in... Like a junkyard. It's a scrapyard, yeah. And a guy gets crushed. Yeah, but... Mm. And it doesn't, there's something a bit off in it. There's something I mean? a bit off about him, yeah. He's, yeah. Dead, he's emotionless, not blinking. He doesn't scream in pain or anything. No, he just goes... Eh. Yeah. Mm. They're very... Yeah, they're very robotic in their, in their behaviour. Uh, so they chase the guy. The guy gets away. And then one hour later, we're at a rainy gas station... And this is when we see on the TV that, oh, Stonehenge, it's been <laughs> stolen. It's been stolen. And it's also the first time we see the Silver Shamrock ad. 
which is brilliant. Oh, it's amazing. Because... Because it, it's, it's in my head now. Yeah. And it... To begin with, when you watch it, first time you watch it, you're just... You don't even really notice. Yeah. You just think, oh, it's just because it's a Halloween film. Yeah. And it, maybe not so much now, but back then, that that was just a normal kind of advert. Yeah. You know? Um, having seen the film, then watching it, it takes on another meaning. And it's it's like anything where it, it it's repeated so often that it kind of goes from, like, annoying to funny. Yeah, it goes and back again. And then it's kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, it's clever. It's really clever, and it's the it's to the tune of is it London Bridge is falling down? Yeah, I think it's that's public domain, isn't it? So that's yeah, how they, they could they, they could do it. With that. I'm not going to sing. Over the top of it. Yeah, that bit's good. And it's Tony Wallace doing the the big giveaway at night. Okay. Um, was it? Look at the magic pumpkin. <laughs> Look at the magic. Pu- yeah, I like that. Right. Um, don't forget the big give. Yeah, I can't do that. Right. Can't do the Tommy Wallace voice. So, <laughs> so the guys, it's the guys, it's the guy is at the gas station, and he's. We noticed that he's got one of the masks. He's clutching a Halloween mask. Well, he, he's in a bit of a state when he gets in. Nothing actually happens to him, does he? He just goes in, and sort of passes out, and he? yeah, he's, he's clutching been a mask, running for an hour. Yeah, he's knackered, and we cut to Doctor Dan Chalice, and he's gone to see his kids at what we work out is his estranged wife's yeah. house and he's kind of bought them um, inferior quality masks yeah they whinge when they <laughs> yeah yeah he gives them they're kind of like mm, oh, we want to be shamrock these masks suck dad and the mum is like yeah I've already got them masks they're way better and the kids get their masks out and he as this is going on he gets a call the advert is on telly again he gets a call to go to the hospital. Uh, so he goes to the hospital, and this is where the guy that we saw earlier, the catatonic guy, the guy from the gas station has brought him in. And he's really, cat. you know, he, he is catatonic. He don't want to talk or anything. There's no just, other doctors in that hospital? It's another Haddonfield general, oh, isn't it? It is. Is he the only doctor? Why do they have to phone him up at home and get him in? I do notice, wow, yeah. <laughs> we've got doctor we've well, got there, a man in the well, hospital well there isn't anyone else there so they aren't really rubbing game in big long corridors again I know I noticed that I was thinking Haddonfield Jeff. yeah I know it's exactly the same there are people when he goes running out at that point you do see a few more people at what looks like the entrance yeah to it but you would imagine he would have been in A&E which would you would think would be pretty much at the entrance right. but yeah we've done the movie hospitals they're just way too big too yeah, empty. Too empty, too big, too empty. <laughs> Unrealistic. So, the guy's catatonic, and as he's being wheeled through the hospital, the advert comes on again, and he starts freaking out a bit. And to Dr. Dan, he's kind of he's grabbing him, and he's kind of whispering, they're going to kill us all. They're going to kill us all. And they, so, they take, so they take him away, and he kind of calms down, and... Dr. Chalice goes in as a kip. He's going as a kip, as a lie down. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, he's the only doctor in the hospital, so he needs a lie down. Well, yeah, he's been that busy, I guess. I don't know, yeah. He goes and has a lie down. He goes and gets something out of the fridge and has a lie down. I even wrote it in my notes, look, deserted hospital might as well be Haddonfield General. Actually written it down, Mark. So, as this is, as he's having a, as he's having a kip, some guy in a suit 
Grey suit, black yeah. tie. Same look as the guys from earlier. Yeah. He creeps in. They just look like businessmen. And what does he what does he do to the what? Well he <laughs> puts his hand over his knife and how sticks d- his fingers in his eyes and crunches his skull up. How did how did this effect work for you, Mark? <laughs> what? Well, what did you think of it? What? Well, you don't really see anything. But it, it's the thought of it is more than oh, anything. Yeah, the it's thought all, of it is awful. It's not, but yeah, it's not an overly gory film. But no, some of it is just quite. Like, it is a little bit. It's just a, the crunch. And when you see his face after, you're like, is that what his face would look like? Well, there is. A, then there's also a bit where you see a bit of the rubbery mask kind of pull away. You're supposed to be kind of thinking like, oh, he's mashing his face up, but you just see like a big rubber flap <laughs> kind of pull off from like from between his eyes. But yeah, he basically gets his eyes gouged out, and he wipes his hand on the curtains. Yeah, <laughs> like a true gentleman. <laughs> um, and then, and then the nurse comes in. The nurse comes in, and obviously, what are you doing in here? Yeah, what's going on? Starts screaming. Is that another black nurse at a Halloween hospital? I don't think she was black. She wasn't she? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, move on. I don't. I don't notice such things, Mark. Yeah. Um, it's not important to me. Um, she <laughs> it isn't. So the nurse, the nurse comes in, and she's screaming. And Doctor wakes up Dr. Chalice and he goes chasing after the guy and the guy runs out, gets into his car and just pours petrol over himself and sets himself on fire. And the car explodes. Yeah. Improbably. But yeah, it's all burnt out. There's not a full body burn there, is there? No. It's no. Not, yeah. It's, you know, good explosion, I guess. So Dan's on the phone to his ex-wife and he's like, he's saying, I can't see the kids tonight. But I promise I'll see him on Saturday. Why can't you see the kids tonight? Well, because he's been involved in a, in a situation. Do, yeah, do an interview with Placard. It's not going to be there yeah, all night. It's going to take a while. I mean, you would, that would play on your mind, Mark. A man. You a pub after. Yeah, because he wanted a drink. He would. A man in his care had his eyes gouged out, and then the man who did it <laughs> set himself on fire. There's some at a foot. Yeah, you'd be like, well, that's a bit. There's, Stuff like that doesn't happen every day. There's something a bit off there. There's, yeah. So, yeah, so he's speaking to his wife and he's like, oh, I can't. She's giving it. She, yeah, she is just one. Is it Nancy Loomis? Yeah. And I think she's Tommy Lee Wallace's wife. She was at the time. I don't think they are. Uh, yeah, they were at the time. And she, I mean, she was in loads of carpenter stuff as well. She was in. Halloween. Halloween. She's in Assault on Precinct 13. How would that have played out with the film being on at nine o'clock at eight uh, that night? Oh, what the film Halloween? Yeah, and that's another thing. That's the other thing that means it can't take place in the same world as Michael Myers. Yeah, because that Halloween is a film in it's a film within a film in, in this film. Yeah, so they should have done, not done that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, left it ambiguous. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, yeah, that was a mistake. So. Yeah, he phones his wife. She won't have it. She, you just hear her voice like me, 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 me on yeah. the phone, and he's like, "Said, look, I'll see him Saturday. I promise." Um, and then we cut to oh, it's the next morning. So then it's like Sunday the twenty fourth, and he so he's been there through the night, and he's he's kind of Doctor Chalice is kind of he's got one of the masks in his hand, and he's it's, kind of like, yeah. "What's going on here?" You know. And Ellie arrives, played by Stacy Nelkin, and she's she's the dead guy's daughter. 
Uh, yeah. She she's come to ID. She's come to ID her dad. And the cops the cops are typical. They've got loads of questions, but they've got no answers. Yeah, of course they have. And she's kind of frustrated. And they're like, "Look, you're tired. You've had a long drive down. Just stay at the local hotel. We may need to talk to you. If we find out anything, we'll let you know." And she's, you know, she's kind of nice looking. She's young. She's in distress. She's upset. Dan notices her, but he doesn't doesn't say anything. He just, you know. Why? What? I'm not. I'm just saying. At this point, at this point, he's professional in his attitude towards her. And cut to now we now we jump on a couple of days. Now it's Wednesday the twenty seventh. Yeah, he's out a beer. No, no, he's gone to see his coroner, mate. He's gone to see Teddy. Oh yeah, yeah. To see if there was any clues to what could have happened. Why has this bloke kind of burnt himself up? And she's kind of saying, look, you know, I can't really tell you much it's all to do with the coroner and everything and they're obviously old friends and so he says come on yeah he's like you know they're a bit flirty she's obviously into him yeah. everyone fancies the guy they're I don't know him, Dr Chalice he's got to have one heck of a moustache yeah is that it though I don't I can't is, is he a good looking man oh, no, I don't think so yeah it seems improbable he's a little think... bit older he's got a decent job He's a doctor, I guess. Yeah. He gets with he gets with Jamie Lee Curtis in the fog, and he's just a bloody he's a fisherman, I think. I don't even know that he's a fisherman. <laughs> don't get annoyed. Well I'm not annoyed, but <laughs> he's so old. He's just a bloody fisherman. Yeah, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is really young in that. I see that that the fog one feels even more appropriate than this. And she's hitchhiking. Inappropriate. That's what I said. Alright. Didn't I? No, this one feels this one is way more inappropriate. Well Yeah. But Patient's daughter, who's died, yeah, he just dropped sticks and runs off of there to a. Well, he's they're drawn into a mystery. They're on an adventure, Mark. It's easy yeah. to get drawn into that. He's at he's at the hospital when he's I think it's, off. I think it is fair to say she does kind of make the moves. He doesn't really make a move on her. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so <laughs> so he's gone to see Teddy, and <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, if you find out anything, let me know, and. She, he kind of goes walking off and he's, she sort of says to him, are you going to be all right? And it's quite good because he doesn't respond and you don't see him. He's walked off screen. But yeah, I don't know. She's, are you going to be all right? She seems nice. Yeah, yeah, Teddy's nice. And then uh, then, then we're at the bar and it's Friday the 29th. Ooh. So we're getting closer. And Sil- he's sat in the bar. The silver, the silver shamrock advert for the masks come on, comes on again. Dr. Chalice is like, turn this shit off. You know, I don't like Halloween. And this is when Ellie walks in, when Ellie Grimbridge walks in. And she's she's basically doing a Nancy Drew. She's like, something happened to my father and yeah. I'm not going home until I find out what. Oh, good luck with that. See you later. Yeah. And he's kind of like, you know, I don't know what the hell's going on either. You oh, know, no, he this... lies to her at the start, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He says, oh, she says, oh, what, did my dad say anything to you? Yeah, tell Ellie I love her. Yeah, he said he said he loved you very much. He's like, yeah, you're a terrible liar. And I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know what the hell is going on. And so he basically agrees to sort of help her out and look into things. Because, you know, it's bugging him as well. It's a mystery. Yeah. Dr. Chalice, you know, wants to know what happened. What did Curiosity kill? The cat. Exactly. Um... Yeah, but you know he's trying to help her out. At this stage, I think he's still got good motivations. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think he's. I don't think he's got any. Didn't cross his mind once. Yeah, I don't think so. Not when he goes and gets beer. 
That's funny. That is <laughs> I never love it. So and then phones his kids. We're kind of yeah. I can't come round today either. Well, I've yeah, had a yeah, few yeah. days. I've been called away to a hospital meeting. Bye. He completely lies. He says it's a, a conference, a doctor's yeah. conference. It's so funny. It's just like four pack of Miller yeah. sat behind him on the phone. So they go to they go to Ellie's dad's shop, and we find out that he's a toy shop owner. Mm-hmm. And she's looking through his diary, and she kind of works out that he had an appointment to go to buy more masks at the Silver Shamrock shop factory, I should say, in Santa, a place called Santa Mira, yeah, in California, and. Weirdly enough, it's pop- it's basically island in California. It is Ireland, yeah. And well, it's not really because they all speak with ridiculous oh, Irish accents. Except for Daniel Hillary. What? Oh well, it, he can turn it on when he wants to. When he's mm. being real charming or trying to be real smarmy, <coughs> <coughs> he does kind of play lay on that kind of Irish accent. Rafferty's Rafferty. The guy who plays Rafferty. Oh, that's terrible. His Irish accent. But it explains... Hello there. Hello there. Aye, you'll be staying in the motel for a few nights, will you? <laughs> oh, to be sure. Yeah, that was bad. That was how bad... That was pretty indicative of how bad his Irish accent was. Um, why? Why? Why did they... Why were they all Irish? What did that have anything to do with it in the end? Um, I think it gives it that... Uh... I don't know. It doesn't make... That is the first... No, it doesn't. It that's doesn't the first questionable... Well, it's, it's pagan druidy things. That's English, surely. Well, it's... He mentioned... Later on, he mentions, like, Celtic. Like, Celts. Yeah. But, I mean, druids would have been... I mean, Great Britain back... I mean, it wasn't Great Britain back then, would it? But, I mean, the druids would have kind of been all over. And... Not particularly Irish, I don't think. I don't know. No, no, nothing... No, well, there wasn't somebody no. there. And, I mean... It's ha- they, should, Hall- they, should, they should have been. They should have been Wiltshire's. Did Halloween originate in Ireland? I don't know. Maybe, but again, it do- It just. It doesn't. They they didn't need to be at all, did they? They could have just said. Is that, wor- is that worth looking up? We can do. Shall I pause it a minute? Yeah. I mean, they could. Yeah. Right. Most scholars agree that Halloween originate. Oh, okay. Originated around 2,000 years ago when Celtic people in Europe celebrated the end of the harvest and the start of a new year in a festival called Samhain. So Celtic people, yeah. so what are we talking, Irish and Scots? That's Irish, Scots, Welsh, Cornwall. Okay. So Basically the, the, the left-hand side of Great Britain yeah, and okay. Ireland. Okay. So that's, so that's why then? Yeah, just kind it's of... not, they, they, could, they could have been English... Yeah, Scottish. yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, we're talking a long time ago, so it, yeah. Okay, so that's when they're Irish. But it, the origins of the town that they explained was that it was Irish settlers, and it yeah. started out as a dairy farm, and it just built up and built up. That's fine. They could have still had that, and then after the Second World War, Connell Cochran come home, set up the toy factory. That all works. But why? Why, why is everybody there why still they all, a strong accent? Yeah, why were they all still talking Irish? I guess it was all to imply that they were all part of it. They were all one... Yeah. The whole it's, town it's a time, kind of... Cochrane's serious. Yeah. Well, it's, it's got to be global, isn't it? Don't know. Well, no, I guess not. But it then, doesn't have to be, does it? It would have cost him 
billions. Why? Well, all he's doing is getting plastic in and building... He's making masks. That's all he's doing. Yeah, but that technology to do that... And I mean... Well, I don't, got I don't, got let's big, not get too into the science because well, the science can be confusing. <laughs> I don't think we should. But, but the making masks thing... Yeah, he, might been, he might have been making masks. He's been making masks for years and this year he's decided to do something. Yeah, but the, the masks aren't the crucial part of his plan, is it? That's not the... Keystone no, of what's going to happen. No, but it's the it's what keeps the been keeping the town going for years. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. The masks I get that. and novelties and toys. It's not just the masks, is it? Just novelties and toys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And this year he's playing a prank. Yeah. Okay. So he, so okay. So it's then. So he's been a solid business for ev- however many years. Yeah. And it's only this year that he's like, okay, now we're going to do. He did say the stars had aligned. Yeah. So it was about like where the planets were. I got a question. I got a question. Okay. Why are they still making the masks? Yeah. Right up until... Yeah, like two days yeah. before. Yeah. They're not going to get shut mm. tight. Yeah. <laughs> that's just going to cause problems. Yeah. And it well, does. It did. It did. Yeah. <laughs> just that, cause... that's, that's why. <laughs> so that that can happen later on. Yeah. They should have just packed up. Yeah, really. The last shipment's gone out. Oh, let's go home. Yeah, there's a lot of loose... Yeah, that's not... Yeah, we'll, we'll pick it apart as we go on. But so... So they've gone off to... So they've basically gone to Santa Mira, right? Yeah, yeah. And have we got that far? Yeah, they've but they've been to the toy shop. They realised this his last diary entry was oh that's it yeah in Santa Mira and his next appointment he didn't make. Yeah, he was going to meet an old friend and he didn't. They she knows that he didn't show up, so yeah. something must have gone wrong from the Silver Shamrock Factory. Well, he knew so, that because where where they picked him up, how far did he run in an hour? Well, I don't know. It must have been... Well, because he ends up at that same gas station yeah. at the end. So it can't be that far away. Although he did drive away for a fair old bit. I know. Well, well, he gets taken off the road, doesn't he? There's there's enough in this film, Mark, that's going to... Yeah, but it doesn't... It's going to bug us. Literally. Literally bug us. So they get to the factory and meet Rafferty. Well, yeah, well that's it, the town, isn't it? So yeah. they get to the town and... We, we in the audience have point, it's pointed out to us early on that there's a lot of CCTV in the town and it's a very close-knit community. Like, an outsider comes in and curtains are twitching. Oh, Every, God, everyone no. knows there's Well, some... that could be caution. So there you go. That could be anywhere. Little village. Well, not really. I don't, not, maybe in Agatha Christie stories, but not now. Yeah, I still I don't see know. it now. Well, strangers drive through villages every day. There's always people twitching. Oh, there's a stranger in the I've village. Made, I've seen the amount of curtains I've seen twitching doing my job. Not now, obviously. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel peeped on? Yeah. Do you feel violated yeah. by these curtain twitchers? Yeah. Um, well, you, you yeah. are. No. I, yeah, I don't know. Um <laughs> So it's a close-knit town and uh, they pull in and they find the factory and they're kind of, what are we going to do? What's our plan? So he says, well, look, I need a drink. <laughs> so um, is it fair to say he's probably an alcoholic on the quiet? Is yeah, that implied? Probably. He seems to be yeah. a heavy drinker. Uh, so he's like, well, we'll just stay the night. He, he, he pitches it to her quite innocently, really, when you think about it. He's like... Well, let's just stay the night. We'll have some drinks, have a think about it, and then we'll plan it, what we're doing, work it out tomorrow. 
So they go to the hotel. And when they're at the hotel, this is where you meet the Kupfer family, Buddy Kupfer. Is not, they not, do they not turn up the next morning? No, no, I think it's pretty much when he's signing in. Because when he's signing in, he gets Ellie to distract Rafferty, and he goes in and he checks the register. Yeah, register. Yeah, yeah. And he works out that her dad had stayed there at that hotel. He had been there around the time they thought he was going to be. So they knew he got to Santa Mira. And as he's walking back from the office, that's when Buddy's family arrived in their camper van. And they're super obnoxious. You hate them straight away. Yeah, you hate them straight away, but they're they're kind of likeable. No, I hate them. (laughs) Uh, The kid is the right shit. The ginger kid, obnoxious ginger kid on his bike. I quite like the old man. He's, yeah. he's just trying to keep everybody reined in. Yeah. yeah. Um, the wife's frightening. What Her outfits and stuff and her yeah, makeup. I, I, what I, is going I was on? Watching this, the documentary uh, the uh, about Halloween 3, the, um, I think the, the clothing designer, what they call him? Uh, yeah. Um, Dresser? Oh, wardrobe. 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 So they had the best fun, that they were the best fun to do because they, could choose the most loud and obnoxious. You look at the shirts that that little boy's wearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're completely off the hook. Okay. And she's done up like... She looks awful. She looks like Marge Simpson's sister in yeah, real yeah. life. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Just hard work. Yeah. Horrible. But I still think... Oh, it's a, a horrible look. Yeah, but I still think there's enough about them. Uh, yeah, a little I bit. Yeah, I know. Mean. Otherwise, you wouldn't feel what you feel when... Oh, yeah. To the, yeah, yeah. To them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's a, they're pathetic, is what you're saying. Yeah, when we get to that, <laughs> there's a little, there's a little bit that happens when when we get to that. A bit. little bit that happens, but no, there's a little bit because he doesn't know. They don't know what's going on. Yeah, they get. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um, so, so this is. Don't let me forget. Uh, this, I, yeah. So this is. So this is a bit where Dan and Ellie basically meet their the other people staying at the motel. So it's the Cupfers, and as it turns out. He's like the best seller of the masks in the country or in yeah. the world. He's sold the most. So he, him and his family get like a free visit. And which, when you think about it... It's nuts. It's horrible. Yeah. And it, what his reward for doing... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's screwy. And the other lady who is Tom Atkins' wife in real... Was at the time in real life. She might still be. Uh, is Marge Gutman. And she's gone to pick up an order, but there's been a mix-up, so she's had to stay the night to pick up a fresh order. Yeah, one of the mass tags is broken. Yeah, she mentions it a bit later on. She's chatting with Ellie, and she says, oh, their quality control has gone down. And the, it's important to note, a key part of the masks, on the back, there's like a silver logo. It's like a, it's like a silvered plastic disc. Yeah. And it's just it just looks like a trademark kind of logo thing. Yeah. Doesn't it? it does look a bit... A little bit odd. Um, but on the mask that her son had, this disc has come off. Uh, so anyway, they're in the night. They're there for the night. And uh, sorry, let me just turn my He goes for over. a walk, doesn't he? Does he go and get to, to walk, get to try and get some more beer and then the curfew thing happens? Yeah, but they got a really weird curfew. And the curfew at like sort of six o'clock or something. Why? I don't know. Yeah, it's a six o'clock. It's a six o'clock curfew. Yeah, yeah, but before that, we get to the really awkward pre-sex scene. Um, it's great. So, I, I still feel, even at this stage, he's really kind of trying to... I mean, he's, he's not resisting very well, 
but he's trying to be a gentleman. Because he's saying to her, like, well, okay, Ellie, it's kind of getting to that kind of time. I could always kip, well, I could always get another room or I could kip in the car. It's going to be a lot more comfortable than me sleeping on the floor. You know, so other room, car, floor. And in a, in a really super, it's fair to say, in a super sexy voice, she says, where, do you where, where, what did she say, Mark? Where do you want to sleep, Dr. Chalice? Where would you like to sleep, Dr. Chalice? And he goes, well, Miss Grimbridge, that's a ridiculous question. So like that. That's a stupid question, Miss Grimbridge. Grimbridge? <laughs> so they, so, so they, they, so they start fucking. He's 30 years older than her. We don't know that he's 30 years old. We don't know how old she is. All the actors. Well, she says a 30 year age gap in your Hang on, we'll get to her age and how problematic that is in a minute. So, yeah, in the meanwhile, I think this is maybe just before. I think she suggests that and they kind of have sex later. But he goes out to get booze. And when he's getting booze, that's when he bumps into the tramp. And the tramp is like, oh, hey, buddy, can I have a sip of your booze? And he's like, ah, what do you want to know about this Cochrane fella? And he's like, oh, he wouldn't give me a job. He's brought in all outsiders. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and burn down his factory. I'm going to get me a couple of Malatavs. Yeah, I'm going to burn it down. And he he wanders off. Dan leaves, goes back to the motel. And guys in suits turn up and literally rip his head off. Yeah. Why haven't they done that before? Why have they been waiting so long to do that? Well, I guess he'd never really mouthed off that badly. And, I mean... There was no one there. Well... I can't be honest. He almost, he, I almost thought that the tramp was a robot as well because his head come off so easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, about the big brown red blood. Well, he didn't appear to have any bones in his head or anything or in his neck. That was funny. Yeah. And it, I, it was quite funny. They rip his head off, like just <laughs> rip his head off, no spine or anything. Toss the head away, and then the body just starts spurting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That bit's great. Did he throw it over his shoulder? Yeah, it's just like, doink. <laughs> the spray out of the neck is quite good. I do like the kind of arterial spray. Looks terrible, but at the same time, it, it looks it, good. It fits. It yeah, it, it fits, fits, doesn't it? Um, so, yeah, so the tramp's dead. And he's kind of... He's kind of basically warned him. He says, you know, you need to watch out for Cochrane. He's watching you. He'll know what's going on, you know, even if you haven't seen him yet. And... This is the bit where Ellie has been also chatting to Marge Gutman. That's right. And so Marge goes back. She's reading a book. She's re- reading the Carlos Castaneda book in bed. Mar- we got to the bit where Marge is poking. She's reading the book. She says she's poking around with the badge. Yeah. Well, really she sees like a bit of it on the floor. Yeah. So the yeah. So the badge is already broken off, and she picks up. And we've already noticed. We've already been shown in the audience that there's a suspicious looking. Kind of circuit board, microchip. There's yeah. electronics in the badge, which seems... It looks like you take, when you take the back of a cheap watch. Yeah, which shouldn't... Really be Shouldn't there. be there. It's inexplicable. So she starts... She takes a hair clip out, and she's sort of poking around in it, just sort of having a look at it. Meanwhile, in the other room, this is kind of when Dan and Ellie are getting it on. Oh, no, we should say, Dan has spoken to Teddy, his friend at the coroner's. Yeah. And she's saying it appears to have been a mix-up with the envelopes because we can't find... In the envelope I'm looking at, that should have been the remains of the guy burnt up. 
There should have been bone and stuff like that and teeth. But all I'm getting is plastic and metal. So it looks like they've mixed the envelopes up and I've got the car parts. So bear with me. I'm going to get the other envelope. I will eventually see if I can get any information. So this then is when Dan and Ellie get it on. And uh, they get it on. And then and then they're about to get it on again. And he's like saying, oh, are you not... Oh, you know, are you not a little bit tired? She's like, no, no, not at all. And then he asks how old she is. And it's like, Dan. Why didn't you ask that before? Yeah, she's driving. It's a little bit late. She's driving, isn't she? (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I know. It's it's legal, but it's it's questionable. He should have asked before. That's, you know, and to leave it, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> McCoitus oh how old are you yeah. by the way and she, and she shouldn't even tell him she just says oh I'm older than I look he should be uh, like yeah that's not legally binding yeah, no no, <laughs> you know, no seriously how old are you yeah. you got your driving licence <laughs> it's a it's weird isn't it yeah it's back it's, in it's back in an age where they you just always there had, had to be because it's it doesn't doesn't do anything for the plot no at all well no, not really. They could no. have just been friends. They he could have just, just been, been helping around. Yeah, it didn't need they didn't to. Have, it didn't have to be there. And to me, it sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, it is a bit awkward. But then I, I guess it was of an age where they're like, well, we've got to have a sex scene. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is what people have paid money for. There's, it's a cheap horror film. They want to see a sex scene. Yeah. And they were probably right. Really? Oh, yeah, at the time, yeah. I mean, do you not, reckon a lot of people no... would have come out of that film going, well, I want a sex scene in there. That's rubbish. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've, I'm going to put my hand up, Mark. Maybe not so much nowadays, but when I was a younger man and didn't know better, I would often watch a cheap slasher film and be a little bit disappointed if there weren't any boobs. But there weren't no boobs in this. No, I know. There was, there was, no, just there, a, there was a no nipple clause, was, you say. Oh, really? Yeah. She had a no nipple clause? Yeah. Has she been in much else? Well, she's been in films with Woody Allen. Oh, uh, okay. So we'll say no more That's about that. That's maybe why she introduces no nipple claws. Has she, oh, she been in with Woody Allen uh, then? I can't. I don't know. She had a bit of a fling with him, apparently. Oh, really? Before this. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so he and he would have been older than Tom Atkins, I would have thought. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I would have thought he's older than Tom Atkins. Don't know. I would say, yeah, we'll, we'll check it out later. But I reckon Tom Atkins is younger than Woody Allen. So anyway, yeah, so they have the cringy kind of like romance get off. This is this is a bit where Marge is poking around. This bit's ace. Uh, poking around in the back of the badge and out of nowhere, boom. Mm. Uh, a really bad blue 80s special effect zaps her in the face. A blue laser beam. Yeah, it's like one of the gel effects. Don't fuck about it either. No, no, it really whacks her right in the face. Whacks her right in the face. Yeah, it's kind of good. Makes a quack. And we see the after effect and her whole mouth has kind of been torn open. Yeah. You see her teeth. All of her mouth has been really ripped She's still alive, isn't she, at this point? Yeah, she She seems to be sort of gasping a bit. Her eyes are completely filled with blood. Yeah. They're just round balls of blood, her eyes. And... She's kind of sort of choking and gagging a bit. And then we just see one inexplicably, yeah. which makes it even more creepy and weird. You see one bee 
I think it's a bee. Yeah. Comes crawling out of her mouth. It's a really good effect, and they linger on it a little bit as well. I really oh, like yeah. it. I mean, it's it's clearly a rubber head. Yeah. But it's a good looking rubber head. Yeah. You're not it, really looking at the head. You're looking at the thing coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, and it's just the one bee though. And yeah. I was is as I remember it, I always thought it was more. But it ends. It is just the one, and that's all it needed to be at that yeah. stage. Um, and it just sort of it goes up into a hairline as well. That was creeping yeah. out of it. It just crawls up into a hairline. So yeah. So Marge is pretty much at it. And well, they go. What was that? By the time they get outside, the ambulance is already there, isn't it? Well, the, the people that arrive, but they're suspiciously like the people from the factory. Yeah, and they're all like they're like the guys in suits, but now they're in white coats. But there's still the same something off about them, very yeah. robotic in nature. And this is when they first meet Connell Cochran. He shows up, and he's. He's kind of good, actually, the guy playing him. He's a very smarmy kind of... He's a salesman, isn't he? He's kind of a charmer. He's that... When he's when he's trying to charm people, he's very much leaning into like the Irish kind of yeah. brogue. But when he's being evil, he's not... <laughs> evil. Yeah, he's not... He's, he's, he's a lot more serious. He ain't got any kind of accent when he's talking like them more. Um, what happened here? What happened here? Um, what else has he been in? Robocop. That's it, yeah. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's that guy. So he, yeah, so he turns up and he's like, wow, what, what's going on? What happened? And all, all that Dan and Ellie kind of half over here is one of the guys in the white coats. Is it says it was misfire? I don't think it was Raffi. I think it was just one of the other stooges in a white coat. And he just said, oh, it was a misfire. So, they're obviously they're like what, what? <laughs> don't worry, she's going to get the best of care in the factory. Yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah, I've got the best. Doctor Chalice is like, what, what do you mean? She needs a hospital. Yeah, I'm a doctor. I'm it's a doctor. No, no, don't worry about it. No, no, well, she's going to get the best of. She's going to get the best of care. Yeah, <laughs> but there's about there's about thirty blokes in white coats there. Well, it would be a bit of midfire. Yeah, but they turn up in one ambulance. And there's thirty guys <laughs> in there. And then they, they take her away in the ambulance and there's still guys in white coats hanging around. Well, they've got to do the clean-up, haven't they? Well, I guess. They've got to clean the shit off the wall. Wait, yeah. A bit of her lips, I'd imagine. I don't know. And a scorch mark, I'd imagine. It's a, it's facet. We'll get to it. But the technology, hard to get your head round, isn't it? <laughs> I'm glad that I'm remember, glad we can explain it really with magic. <laughs> I remember being really, really young and thinking, "This is mental." Oh yeah, it terrified <laughs> me because you didn't, because you just didn't. Always an expectation. Yeah, you're just like, what? what is going on? Even when the blue light came out when I first watched, yeah, it, you're like, what that is was, that? That was a good what jump. What is that? Yeah, it's jump scare. And then the bug. You're like, what? Yeah, what? I'm still like that now. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> it's been forty years, but I still don't avoid it. Yeah. No. No idea. So. Cut to Saturday the 30th. So it's like the, the it's Halloween Eve. And Dan, he's speaking to Teddy again on the phone. And again, she's saying, you know, there's no bones. We can't find any bones. All we can find is plastic in car parts. So something, something a bit funny. And 
Dan and Ellie decide that they're going to visit the factory and sort of just start to ask questions about her dad. And it's like, you know, do you remember him being here? Any idea where he went when he left? And while they're there, that's when Buddy Kupfer and his family arrive. And they're getting a tour around the factory. So Ellie and Dr. Dan, they decide to follow along. Just to kind of have a... Yeah, they kind, of, they kind of glue themselves to him, don't they? Yeah. <clears throat> Colonel uh, Cochran's not happy about it, but he can't really... Yeah, do he's a bit... He, yeah, he wants to kind of he dismiss pulls him. He pulls sneery face. Yeah, he's... Um, that won't come out on... No, no. <laughs> he doesn't he, go... He doesn't go... He's... Um, yeah, how would you how would you describe him? He is just very kind of um, he is like that charming, smarmy, but just below the surface. You yeah. know, he's not. He's a bad one. Yeah, and he's yeah. So he's clearly he's clearly dodgy. We, you know, well, yeah, he does, <laughs> he's clearly dodgy. He does that villain like thing with his eyebrow. Yeah. What does he do with his eyebrow? He does almost like a Spock thing. Oh yeah, kind of a yeah, yeah. He's he's always um, when he's not looking at Doctor Chalice, he's you know he's a bad guy. Oh, when yeah, he's yeah. looking at Doctor Chalice, hey hello, oh hello, oh hello. He's not he's never gets quite that bad with his accent, but yeah. So they get they get shown around the factory, and he makes Cochrane makes a point. He, it's basically standard stuff to begin with. It's just latex, latex masks, so it's what you'd expect, and you know everything looks like you would expect, and. He's very secretive about, apparently there's like a final processing and Buddy's like, well, what? It's just, the mask is done. What's the final processing? Mm. And he lays, he lays on the Blarney a bit there. He's like, ah, oh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And, you know, trade, trade secrets. secrets. A few trade secrets. And he's like, no, no, I can't show you the final processing. I can't take you in there. And he, Cochrane makes a point, like, because little Buddy picks up a mask and says, can I have this one? And Cochrane makes a point of yeah, making no, no, sure that he gets the mask with the badge on the back. What a bastard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Makes a point that he gets one of those masks. And they go, Dan and Ellie decide to kind of leave. They're like, yeah, maybe we should sort of get out of here now. As they're leaving, Dan has kind of noticed that a lot of these guys in suits look a little bit like guys that he's bumped into before. Yeah. And he's kind of thinking this is... Then there's a lot of they them look around. like the guy in the hospital. Yeah, they all, the way they're acting, the way they look. And as they're leaving, through the back of the factory, through like kind of the open lot, Ellie notices through a doorway in a garage what looks like her dad's car. Yeah. And she kind of... She she doesn't act cool, does she? Really? Oh no, no. Well, she's not expecting to see anything there. Well, they should. You'd, you'd be shocked. Well, well by this point, the they, the dad's car yeah. But by that. this point, they kind of know that they're iffy. There's something dodgy about this bloody mask factory in Little Island in Northern California. Something is off in Little Island, <laughs> Santa Mira. Yeah, they could have just gone then. But I think they do try... They don't hang around much longer. They do try to go, I think. But, yeah, you know, things things get carried away. I can't remember what happened next. My mind's just gone blank. Anyway, yeah. Well, sorry, I'll tell you. You can tell me in a second. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so she spotted her dad's car. But they, the, the guy, the suit guys all kind of just sort of gang up. And they're just like, yeah. oh, you know, you've got to go. There's nothing to see here. They, shut, you know, they don't talk. They just usher her away. Don't you think anyone in the factory would have said, keep that fucking door closed while she's well, here? 
Yeah. But they did, yeah, they weren't really planning on her being there, were they, really? They weren't planning on showing her around. It's a, it's a, it's such a weird film. It isn't is, it? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, they get back to the motel room and they decide, right, we need to go. That is kind of the point where they're like, yeah, we need to get out of here. And Dan, Dan is trying to phone Teddy and he's trying to make some calls. If he can't, this is when he cannot make a phone call now. If he phones the operator, it's Jamie it's like, Curtis, isn't it? Is it Jamie Curtis? So, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? I think so. Oh, yeah. Okay. It might. I might be wrong. But yeah. But basically, any any avenue he tries to ring out, get any kind of outside yeah, line, so he's just like, yeah, we, yeah, we can't process your call. Sorry, hang up and try again. And he goes back to the room, and Ellie is gone. It's got dark by now, isn't it? It is night time. It is night time. And he looks out the window and there's a row of these creepy guys in suits, business suits. And they're kind of walking slowly towards the motel room. So he kind of panics, breaks out the back window and kind of legs it into the town. And the silver shamrock guys are out in force. Oh, yeah, there's loads of them. And they've got like, they've got like little car, like little silver shamrock cars. <laughs> they're almost like little police cars. Isn't yeah. They? Uh, so they're out on mass trying to find him. One bit really made me laugh where he's trying to hide from him. The bit where he, he dives behind that. There's like a little fence. It's yeah. about like two foot high. And he dives over and it. He, it's just funny how he di- like just dives to hide behind that. We need like a bit of action in this bit. Yeah, it's just funny. It's just funny. Um, not a lot of action because he does it in like kind of slow motion. He does it, it the kind of he does it like a fifty year old man, like yeah. like me or you would dive <laughs> yeah. behind it. Yeah, it, it's it almost looks like it's in slow motion. Is he? Oh, he, he does it like a fifty year old heavy drinking doctor. That's what exactly what he does. Much, oh, he's nailing. Yeah, he's nailing his part because he uh, looks out of breath when he's running. As well. Yeah, a little bit. So he basically again seems a bit daft. He ends up going back to the factory. But I guess he knows that Ellie's going to have been taken there. Yeah. And she has been taken there. Yeah, we as the audience know she's there. He doesn't know, but he's gone there. I guess he's looking for... I guess he's... Does he know... Yeah, he's looking for clues. Yeah, he doesn't know that she's... We've got nowhere else to go. Yeah, he's just trying to get away, really. So he ends up in the factory. So, yeah, so we as the audience, we know Ellie's been captured. He's broken in. And this is when he finds the creepy knitting old lady automaton. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. Not, obviously not real. Do you get those, can you get things like that in real life? Not quite like that, I don't think. Wouldn't there those, um, is it not called the Turk? The chess playing automaton? Oh, I don't know. No, I never bloody heard of it. Never heard of that? Might no, be. I mean, there's, there are, Chess playing computers. No, I, don't I mean know. like clockwork things. Not of not fucking robots, but they're like no, yeah, they're that, that they're all like stuff. toys, like yeah. automaton toys that are kind of maybe work from clockwork. Yeah, yeah, there's loads of stuff like that, but I don't think you could get one that could knit. I mean, that's a doing bit... the action. All it's doing is that it's not actually knitting. Is I it? think this one was actually oh, knitting. knitting. The fingers were going, weren't they? Yeah, I think this yeah, was yeah. actually knitting. That was, I mean, it, he thought it was a real woman. It looks really creepy, doesn't it? Yeah, just a creepy knitting old woman. It remind, do you know what it reminded me of? Do you ever go to Wookie Hole when you're a kid? I probably have. And you go down because they've got like those 
clock, they've got a load of clockwork toys and shit down in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reminded me of that a little bit. I haven't been there. They, they've got paper making metal somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know. I remember. Oh, yeah. I don't remember I mean, that, was, the paper- that was back in the 80s, 70s or 80s, was that? I don't remember the paper making bit so much. I think I do remember like the automaton toys, like yeah. clockwork toys and stuff. But yeah, I guess it, I mean, it's still quite a big leap, and it? Yeah, from, yeah, yeah. from toy maker to clockwork automatons to killer robots, killer humanoid robots. Yeah, but how much have they got to wind them up so he's got strength to pull off somebody's head? Yeah, and is he got he's this driving, like a big, driving? He's got like a big key <laughs> that he goes around and sticks in their back every now and, and they're then. They're driving as well, fine. Yeah, I mean they're 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 robots. They're killer robots. Yeah. And it, I mean they seem to make up his entire work workforce. I don't think are there any other human conspirators or are know, they all they, just uh, robots? I don't know. Are there some of the scientists in the science the massive massive science room we'll get to in a bit. They, go, they all can't be robots. Massive room. Very, it, they really didn't need a room that big. <laughs> no, what they didn't it? have that much equipment in there. Well, they had to put a big rock in there. Big stone. Did he have the, all of the... Yeah. Did, did he have the whole henge? Or was yeah. it a half henge it in was there? A, it was a whole stone, wasn't he it? He had the full henge. No, the henge is... A, he had the full stone in there. Okay. But, but yeah, but... It, and they're chipping bits off it. Hang on, but didn't the new... Maybe I'm wrong. Didn't the news story say that all of stone... No, no, it was one stone. Just one stone. It was one stone. You could put it back in the eighties. You could have probably nicked one stone. Oh, how? You'd need a big lorry. Oh, he's going to get it back to America. Yeah, it's going. Well, it could you be. A, it could be a dodgy flight. It might, it's obviously not going to be a commercial flight. Fucking it's not going to be you'd cargo. Need, you'd need a fucking. But he is a multi-millionaire, as you said yourself. He's been a successful novelty businessman well, it, well, for a good few years now, since the Second World War. He's amassed a fortune. All those novelty toy dollars. He's fueling into his steel a rock from Stonehenge <laughs> scheme in 1981, 82. But I mean, we let's yeah. So anyway, <laughs> let's just leave it. We we'll, had a time. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll get. We gotta to get to the science part of it, Mark, because it's uh, it's crucial to the. It's bonkers. From here oh, yeah. on out, the film goes nuts. Oh yeah, the third act. I mean, it was kind of crazy to begin with, but now it's just. Well, you've got that seventies movie conspiracy vibe going for it yeah yeah and then now it's just turned all the lights on and it's bonkers and it does as soon as he pulls out those wires out of that automaton yeah yeah so yeah so he puking that orange goo yeah oh yeah it's sort of like what is that is that it's it's like like it's sunny delight or something (laughs) yeah I suppose it's supposed to be like oil in their working what they I don't know like gloop to work I don't know. But, yeah, so he has the fight, pulls out all the wires. So we, we know what we're dealing with now. Yeah. We, kind of, we maybe kind of sussed it anyway, but he, now he knows that he's dealing with robots. And he gets captured again, and Cochrane kind of turns up, and he's a bit disappointed that he's destroyed his knitting automaton. Yeah. It does that um, look again. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. These people. Did you say it was like... It was like... Eight, it was... Was it? It was like an antique, and he was hoping to find another one, and it cost him a fortune. Yeah. Why would he care at this point? What? Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why would he care? So oh, he's, he's caught him. Um, he's going to put a show on for him. Yeah, he's caught. So well, yeah. So he's caught Eddie. And now he's caught Dan, and he's like, "Tomorrow's a big day." He makes a point of showing him where Eddie is, though, doesn't he? 
Yeah, he shows. Yeah, he shows that he's got Ellie captured in. It's on a CTV screen. She's tied down in a room, and we cut to another title screen. Sunday the thirty first, Halloween, and Suits and Cochrane take Dan into the final processing part of the factory, which is the room that you're on about, the science room. Mm. So it's an enormous room, way bigger than it needs to be. <laughs> They've got about what six computers in there in a, a circle. Computer bank, a seventies computer bank, big for the seventies. I yeah. guess probably no much more processing power than an iPhone. There's, there's about, <laughs> there's about, what did you say? There's about fifty guys in white suits, yeah. white white lab coats. There's guys still, there's guys still chipping stuff off, chipping stone. off the. Yeah, it's late now. It's all the deliveries have gone out. Chipping. They've still got boxes in there in the factory. Let, just slow down a minute, Mark. Let's just, <laughs> just to reiterate, there are guys chipping bits off. Yeah. The stone from Stonehenge. And it's implied, they don't really go into it, but it's implied that a little bit of chipping goes into each yeah, that's it. microchip yeah. in the back of the in the back of the disc on the mask. Science. Yeah. Science. Magic. Magic and science working in perfect harmony of bullshit. So he needs What is he, science, Jamie, but magic to a caveman? Well, no. Well, it's a saying, isn't it? Saying well, it might be a saying, but it, it, it might seem like magic, but it ain't. This is magic. What is? What we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. In the Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he's a little... Dan is obviously still a bit like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, right, I'd be so like... You've got, you've got Stonehenge, you've got these masks. <laughs> so he's like, ah, you need a demonstration. You, yes, we need to show you what the what the... Because he's like saying, the stones have a force, they have an energy, a power, an ancient power. And I think this is around the time as well that he says, it's ancient, it's advanced ancient technology. So anyway, we get to what is... Well, he has a, he has a little whinge, mate. Nobody's true. That's later, that's oh, later. Yeah, that's later. When he, at this point, he says, you need a demonstration. In this... It's, when I saw this bit as a kid, it really messed me up. It still yeah, doesn't sound I mean, it's, horrible. It's horrible. It, it needed more bugs. I think there's enough bugs and snakes. I think it needed more. But anyway, so we basically see the Kupfer family who are still there in the factory and they're shown into a testing room. Yeah. No windows or anything. It's made to look like a family Lounge, living room. Yeah. And... Dan and Cochrane and all his minions, they're kind of watching on CCTV cameras. It's like a testing lab. And the young Buddy, Buddy Jr., has got his mask on and he's sat in front of the telly and they start playing the commercial. Well, they've, they've taken him in there on the... Uh, they've told him, oh, we've got some new adverts. We need you to... Because you're the top salesman, we need you to... We want to know what you think about the new adverts. Yeah, just like a focus group. Give us some feedback. And it starts you, playing. But you see... When they shut that door, the dad, he starts looking a little bit worried. You can see it in his eyes. He's like looking around going, this doesn't seem right. And he well, tries to, does, he, is he, does he the one that tries the door? No, I think it's the wife because the wife draws a curtain and you can see that there are no windows. It's yeah. just a room. And the kid's running around whining and stuff. And I think it's the wife that's saying, oh, this, what's going on? Seem like, but he's, he's, he's like, don't he worry, sits down don't in his worry. Pad. Yeah. Well, he's saying, oh, Mr. Mr. Cochran's fine, but he can... There's a, he's got, there's a tone in his voice where he's like, oh, is it? I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
I think he's just a dickhead. He don't. He don't. No, I, I felt a bit sorry for him. Well, you do because it's a horrible thing that happens to him, but they're still stupid. Yeah, well, I think there's a, there's enough about him to like that, that that you care what happens next. Yeah. Otherwise, you just be like, fuck them. Yeah, I know what you mean. You don't. Yeah, I know what you mean. They're you just think they're, they're, do, they're doofuses. They're doofuses, but they're, they're, but they're not. Yeah, hateable. They don't deserve what happens. No, to them. good God, no. They're just um, so basically. So we should say so. The young kid is watching the advert and. Through a genius combination of ancient magic and modern day era of the microchip technology, yeah, some kind of televisual signal is sent from the TV screen to the, the magic chip with a shaving of Stonehenge in it, yeah, thus turning the kid's head into a fucking gloopy mass of snakes and bugs. Why did you take it off? Oh yeah, I guess it happened quick. <laughs> you just throw it on the floor. I guess it happened quick. Why snakes and bugs, Mark? Why? Because it's a scary, they're scary shit. I know, but if it why? Was flowers and fucking uh, hamsters popping out. Nobody would get. Well, people would give a shit, but but it, it's got to be horrible. But that's bugs not, and snails and puppy dog tails. That's not really his motivation, is it? To scare, to scare everybody. Really? Just to kill kids and put the fear well, back I mean, into the Well, the idea was to create a human sacrifice. I thought. No, it's just to put get the fear back into Halloween. Wow. Yeah, there was that, but... I'm going to sacrifice the kids, which is going to then put the fear of Halloween back into everybody. But he does also say, I just love a good joke, and a joke on the kids. (laughs) It's one of the best. (laughs) You kind of think, like, yeah, this is dark. Yeah, it's dark. He's deliberately targeting uh, kids. It's the way the... The kid kid acting it does really well, because he's clawing at the thing, and the parents don't realise for for a while. Oh, yeah, you just see his head kind of going a bit... And it, the mask it, suddenly it, it, looks all yeah, they, like they rotting wet, and, and wet. Yeah, but it just again. I know it's it's a combination of magic and technology. How do you get those bugs and spiders into that microchip? With magic and technology, Jamie. So what are they? Were you are not they, listening to his explanation? So are they like teleporting there from somewhere else, or I don't, Jamie. It doesn't matter. So okay. <laughs> so anyway, so his head turns into a squishy mass, and loads of bugs and snakes come out. Yeah, and you can see his eye open. I know it's a, I know it's a model head, but you can see his eye open in the ma- in one mask hole like that. Oh, I couldn't. And you quite... see that as a snake comes out of his mouth. Is that how? How do the parents die exactly? Oh, um, he gets bitten by a snake, and she. Oh yeah, a col- a col- it's a, it's a rattler, isn't it? Yeah. That's right, he does. So he goes down. As soon as he goes down, you know that it's going to get him. Yeah, and she's she's got a snake in her ear, isn't she? Yeah, she. I think she's she passes out, yeah. and then you just see the snakes yeah, crawling yeah. all over in her hair and shit. That's the worst thing to do: lay down on the floor. What when there's act like a snake when there's snakes? Yeah, when there's snakes and bugs on the floor. Yeah, don't but, don't lay down. Well, on she the was floor. a novice with that type of thing, I'd imagine. Yeah. That doesn't happen every day, but. Okay, so they were in a locked room. They were in a locked testing facility. Yeah. Out in the real world, it'd only, it'd only kill the kids wearing a mask, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd kill anyone it'd else. It'd only kill the kids. Well, it wouldn't kill anyone else, wouldn't it? But that's the point. Yeah. It's not to kill everybody else, it's to kill kids. Okay. Sacrifice and a joke. Haha. <laughs> Killing kids. Put the terror back into Halloween. He never really says that, though, does he? Put the fear back into it. it Nobody's. What was he said? Nobody gives it the reverence. Yeah, he said it's not treated. Yeah, now it's a. Yeah, he sort of says, "Oh, kids going out begging for food," and then he sort of says, "Yeah," but 
Don't you kind of say, like, when we were living in our hovels and we were sat around our turf fires and we didn't know if something dead was going to come and sit beside us and... Well, do you know what, uh, yeah, it still doesn't really... No, it's not... Bonkers. Know, like, how no, old it's... is he? He's talking as if he was, like, well, an we actual know. Celtic person. We don't know he might be. No, that doesn't make sense. Why? It's, that's never alluded to, is it? That, it's crazy enough as it is, Mark. Don't introduce yeah, you the whole... You can't, <laughs> you, can't, you can't watch this film and go, well, he can't be a mortal. Because that'd be, be mental. Well, the way he dies is insane. I still don't get that. What, he turns into... He turns into Morton Arkett out of the Take On Me <laughs> video. He, he looks like a drawing on a bit of right. paper. The other thing is, this advert's been playing constantly in the factory as well. Yeah. Why aren't, they, why aren't these things gone off? Well, because it went the proper, it's the pumpkin one. Oh, right, right, right. Look at the magic pumpkin. Look at the magic pumpkin. Watch the magic pumpkin. Come on, kids, gather round. <laughs> Come on, gather around. So Dan, so Dan has seen the demonstration. He's seen what his master plan is. His master plan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it must have cost him a bloody fortune. Well, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a billionaire. Just, just, why again? Why? What do you mean, why? What, what to, to put the fear of... Well, to, it's just a joke. That's a bloody expensive... Yeah, but he's a billionaire. And he's insane. Yeah. Is it fair to say he's insane? He does mention that the planet's arrived, so it's fair to say that he's obviously some kind of evil witch man, yeah. warlock. Yeah. And I know why he's um, still getting stuff off the uh, stone at his Halloween. What about next year's market? But he. <laughs> yeah, but he'd all, yeah, but he'd already. That had already established that that wasn't going to happen because Buddy was saying that he wouldn't take an order That's for next right, year. Yeah. He goes, I don't understand it. He won't take an order for next year. It's like, oh, you're about to find out, buddy. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, when when your son's head explodes, <laughs> is it bugging you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it is horrible. It's it? nasty. It, it did mess me up as a kid. That did, and yeah, bugs and snakes and spiders are. Right. I can't think of anything worse in my head turning into a squirming mass of bugs and spiders. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Is it? Yeah, again. Don't make any sense, but it is scary. So it doesn't need to make sense to be scary. No, no. Well, this the film doesn't make any sense at all. Um, we ain't even got to the bit which makes the least amount of sense. Not really. We'll get there. We we'll get that. The doctor trying to up his stick, up to, deciding to up sticks and just go away for the weekend with a woman. That's pretty weird. As soon as he's the only woman in not the hospital, really? you can't just go. Why not? Because he's they had to normal. phone him up to get him in there because somebody came in. Well, maybe he had some time off. It was the weekend, Mark. He, I think he was only letting down his kids. No one important. So <laughs> no one important. So <laughs> so so he so now Dan knows the nefarious plan oh, yeah. of the evil Bond villain, and he obviously he's been captured. And they take him into a locked room. They tie him to a chair. They put one of the masks on him. And he's sat in front of the telly. By this point, we've discovered that the signal goes out at nine o'clock. Yeah, don't the forget way- the big giveaway at nine. Yeah, don't forget the big giveaway. So that it's, the adverts have been structured into getting the kids to wear their masks in front of the telly at nine o'clock. And it, this is sort of about half seven. And Dan's sat in front of the TV waiting for the advert to come on. 
Well, he's ha- watching Halloween. And Halloween. <laughs> he's, he's watching Halloween. Yeah. Which again, yeah, you're right. They shouldn't have. No. They shouldn't have bothered with that. There should have been a tenuous link at least. I think. Yeah. They. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there could have been a mask. There could have been someone there buying masks from Haddonfield. Yeah. And it'd just be like, you know, yeah, right. See you next year. Or, you know, just one of them kind of throw away. Yeah. Oh, it's that guy from Haddonfield. Bye. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. That's kind of shit. So anyway. Dan knows, Dan knows at this point what's going on. He's been tied up and he basically inches in his chair. He's tied up. It's quite a daring escape. He just inches his chair closer to the TV. Luckily, his legs haven't been tied up. So he smashes the TV and then manages to cut his his binding free with a bit of glass out of the TV. Yeah. And... Then he chucks his mask over the CCTV camera. Yeah, which they would have noticed straight away. They probably would have noticed. Well, the automaton does, but Cochrane's on the phone. And because he's an obedient robot, he doesn't interrupt it. He doesn't say... Cause he's like, whoa, whoa, put the phone down. The guy's escaped. He just stands there patiently waiting. And then he says, there's a malfunction on the camera in room 24-7C, sir. Has the uh, automaton gone into the coroner's office yet oh yeah I think that's a little bit later on well it's around this time yeah so we also yeah so Teddy basically works Teddy at the coroner's office Actually, but, oh, this is the bit I didn't because she, she well I think she just fathomed it I think because she, she was looking at something that wasn't a car park it looked like a servo or like a something that wouldn't be in a car it just looked like a wind up piece yeah but you wouldn't would go to there go to fucking robot you don't really know what she sussed out, but she was looking at it and she seemed to tweak something. She was like, hang on, I think I got an idea of what... I mean, that would, that's the only plausible... Really? You'd go straight from no, not knowing... Well, hang on, a man is driving a car. Yeah. The man sets himself and the car on fire. Yeah. When you go to look at the car, there is no bone whatsoever. Yeah. There's only metal, wiring, plastic... Car parts. Yeah, but would you That's go... That's the only logical... In 1981, would you go, well, it's obviously, it's not a man, it's a robot. Well, if you're familiar with Occam's razor, you would go with that. What else could it be? <laughs> what else could it be? It's, it's a robot. It's well, a, the man it. was made of plastic, metal, and car parts. <laughs> so anyway, uh, she's kind of sussed something out. And while this is happening, one of the robot-suited businessmen type guys... Turns up. ...kills her with an electric screwdriver. Drill. Yeah, drill. You don't see anything. It's a bit spo- It's quite effective yeah, how a, it's acted. You're a crunch. Yeah, and her legs, her legs kicking out on the floor. And it's a big old fucking white drill bit. Yeah, well. you don't see bugger all. It almost, lo- it almost sets it up like it's going to be a little bit Lucio Fulci, and then you don't see anything. No, it's not Lucio Fulci. No, it's a, it's a. Whoa, study what you say, man. So, okay, so Ted is dead. Ted is dead, and Dan is escaped. And he gets Ellie. He yeah. goes into the room. She hasn't said a word. She, yeah, she's <laughs> she's. Should we? Can we say she's suspiciously quiet? Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't say anything. It, and you, it does stand out yeah. watching it now. Yeah, because she's so chatty and talkative in like neurotic. Yeah. Forgot the rest of it. Um, yeah, she's very like oh, okay, nonplussed about the whole thing. So he goes and gets her, and they head back out into the inner process, the final processing room, like you know the the nerve center, 
control room. And luckily enough, because they are still making the masks, Dan manages to get a box of the, the badges with the discs in. The yeah, well, this, magic, this bit doesn't make any sense. The magic discs. Not Why really. are they playing the advert? Why are they playing that bit of the advert? That well, he plays it. Who does? He does. Dan. Oh, yeah. he turns it on, yeah. Because he creeps into the, again, he, <sighs> surely they would have seen him, but he manages to creep in to one of the terminals and he... Obviously, he's got a really good memory because he's remembered what they typed in earlier. Yeah. He types it in again, and the advert starts playing. He runs upstairs into like a gantry walkway above the main room, and he chucks all the discs down. And they react. Yeah, and they start fizzing and kind of exploding, and there's some poor blue special effects again. Yeah, shoots and, all the automatons. Yeah, and it seems to... Yeah, it kind of short-circuits them, doesn't it? It seems yeah. to. There are no bugs or spiders or no. snakes in any of this. Well, they're not organic, are they? I don't know. Maybe that's what it do. Maybe. No, yeah, but there's Co- none of that. Cochrane stood in the middle of it. Yeah. Do you like the way he turns around when he sees... Like, <laughs> I like him when he gives him, he gives him like a round of applause, then he just, yeah. just gives him like a golf clap. So yeah. Like, yeah. Well, well done. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't get what happens to him. Well, no, he gets caught in the middle of a beam. Yeah, for some beam. reason, the yeah, Stonehenge, Stonehenge, Stonehenge shoots a beam at him and goes around all the computers. And he's yeah, it's in the like a blue circular yeah. beam around the computers, <laughs> and then I'll he turns what, into. He looks like he's been drawn on a bit of like toilet paper. He looks just like he's stuck been, on the film. <laughs> he looks like he's been wrapped with uh, silver paper. That's I a really, it, really bad effect. That is. Oh yeah, I don't. I yeah. I don't get what they were going for. He just is goes. he dead? Does he die there? Oh, he looks really happy. Or, yeah, the, or the thing, or whatever it is that he turns into, is kind of happy. Yeah, it's weird. But it's yeah, science, science and magic. Science and magic. Oh, when they get together, well, watch out, buddy. Science and magic. <laughs> See, one, one of the, just one on its own can be tr- science or magic can be trouble. But you get them puppies together in a room. Oh, watch well, out, they, buddy. They turn you into a cellophane. Yeah, whatever that was. He did, yeah, he did. It was like a man wrapped in cellophane. Baker foil. And, yeah, someone had etched him in with a pencil. Anyway. He just leaves the room then. You know, just The room goes white, is it? Or is it explode? It's all getting a bit confusing by now, Mark. But, so Dan and Ellie escape. And they find dri- the car. They find the car. And the keys. And they're driving away. She still hasn't said a word, Jamie. She, she's been... Some up there. She's been... <laughs> suspiciously quiet and Dan kind of notices this and he goes hey are you okay and she just attacks him I know she starts trying to mush his face up and they're driving along they career off the road kind of crash and she's a rope she's obviously a robot because her arm arm (laughs) caught yeah her arm well, oh, come on who's got an arm where they've crashed the car her, yeah, her arm is just caught in like the armrest of the door, and the rest of her attacks him from behind. Yeah, and he grabs like a tire iron out of the boot of the car. What do we call it over here? We don't call it a tire iron, do we? I don't know. We just change a wheel with. Oh, that's a, uh, um, wheel wheel brace. Oh, what? Very really cool, Dan. What do you call it? We don't call it. A tire I'll just say iron. let's call it a tire iron. I don't know what we call over it. We don't well, take just tires off, do we? I know, I'm just wondering, what do, what, do, what do we call those things? 
a tire spanner. <laughs> you don't call it a tire iron, do we? Oh, okay, sorry. Is this bugging me? But yeah, basically a tire iron. One of the things tire, you take nuts tire off a wheel with. Tire wrench? Tire wrench. Wheel wrench? Yeah. We don't call it any of them things, no, do we? No, Anyway, he whacks her over the head with it. Takes her head clean off. Well, he sort of knocks it on a bit. It's sort of hanging on by a flap of latex, isn't it? Sort yeah, it's, a bit, it's a, bit. a bit ash from Alien. And all that orange shit starts bubbling out of her mouth a bit. So she's clearly an automaton, robot, oh, yeah. killer robot. So, again, this is a point where I'd have to ask you, Mark, why? Yeah, I don't know. Why? I don't know. Because they obviously went... Because I, I thought at one point, well, was she... Was she all along? No, but she was talking. And yeah, yeah, sex. she wouldn't. Yeah, she couldn't have been. No, couldn't have been. He didn't notice. Oh, you would hope so. No, no, she wouldn't. She wouldn't. It was after they caught her. But how, how did they do that? Yeah, I know how. Yeah, how? How? Yeah. They must have done it almost within a few hours. Well, they only have to do the skin, didn't they? Well, to get the height. No, right. she looked like to look identical to. And again, why? I don't know because they were going to kill him yeah, in the room I don't know Jamie that doesn't make sense it doesn't make any bloody sense I mean it's a great kind of twist like oh no she's a robot but it didn't like why would he have wasted his time turning her and was she definitely dead well she's still a, she could be still a factory alive so she might be alive maybe it was maybe it was a fail safe in case he did get out maybe that's the only thing I can think of. But that's what we, I think that's what bugs me. Is this, did they just kill her? Yeah. Is that what we're supposed to think? Yeah. We don't even see it happen? Yeah. They just turn her into a robot? Well, they don't turn her into They kill her and maybe make they, a robot that Maybe they like peeled that. her face off. I don't know. That's rubber. It's all rubber, isn't it? <laughs> I just don't... I don't... Yeah, sorry. It doesn't make any sense. It's a great, Why would they go to the trouble? It's a great twist, and it did, it bugged. I think it bugs me because you kind of like her. Yeah. And when, in because you don't, because of that, you do assume, oh, they've already killed her. They've already killed her and just made a robot replacement. Yeah, but there's why? no real reason why they would do that. Because they're, ne- they're never planning on letting him get away. And. When he does get away... Why didn't they just lock the fucking door when they what, left him in the room? Why, why Why does she wait until he's pretty much near enough foiled the plans, yeah. killed Cochrane? Why does she wait until they're driving away to, to try... It? Yeah. What, when they're creeping around in that main room, yeah. why didn't she just stand up and go, oh, he's here. He's right here. <laughs> why? He's here. It doesn't make yeah, it he yeah, he's here. Just trip him up. Yeah. It, that... that it, that, I don't know, maybe it wasn't part of Cochrane's plan to survive anyway, because he's knackered, isn't he? He's well, knackered. I think he kind of wanted to go out on an all-time high, you know, killing yeah, but surely billions want, of kids. He wanted to see his plan follow through. I don't know, I guess so. What a horrible plan. What an evil plan. It is an evil plan. It's an evilest of all plans. Yeah. But you'd want to see it through, wouldn't you? It's, it's a... It's an original idea. You've got to give it that. I can't. There's not oh, anything mate, there's else. There's so like many this. ideas thrown at the dartboard of this film. Oh, yeah. But on the sensible dartboard, that's clean and empty. Not even a dartboard mark in it. What? What do you want about? <laughs> the sensible dartboard, Jamie. Right. The one that makes sense. Okay, you're going to leave that in and cut the fart. Yeah, cut the fart. <laughs> 
But this, this is what this film does to me. Yeah. Every time I watch it, I love it. Yeah. But it's fucking nuts. And it doesn't get any less nuts the more you watch it. No. The more you watch it, you're still like, this is... This is... Oh, this did happen last Crazy time. mental. <laughs> I kind of thought this time, I thought maybe I, if I watch it more closely, maybe it will make more sense as to why she was turned into a robot. Nope. No, it doesn't make any... Nope. Don't, there's no reason whatsoever. And no one else... You don't kill anyone else and replace them with a robot. Nope. Anyway, so that happened. That that happened. Anyway, Doctor uh, Doctor Chalice, he's got to get his cardio working now. Yes, he's off down the road. So he gets away, and ironically, full circle, he ends up at the gas station that Ellie's dad had ended up at the start of the film. Just before nine, he gets there. Just before nine, and he gets on the phone, and he's frantically ringing again. (laughs) Where's he get these phone numbers to ring all these? It seems a little bit too easy. Well, you go to the operator, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know why they even listen to him. No, well, yeah. I, well. So he rings these TV stations and he's saying, no, you just got to trust me. Just Loads of people are going to die. Trust me. Stop the advert. Stop the advert. And you see a couple of kids come in wearing the masks. Yeah. And they're flicking through the channels conveniently. And you're seeing the advert on. And as they're flicking through... It's being turned off. It's saying transmission due to unforeseen circumstances. We cannot continue this transmission. And then they eventually get to a channel and it is still playing. Yeah. And Dan is on the phone and he's like, stop it. Please stop it. Please just turn it off. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. End of film. Good ending, I think. Pretty ambiguous. Uh, According to the novelization, which did really well. The book of the film sold, I think it was even reissued a year later. In really? paperback. Yeah, it just, it did way better than the film. The book was really popular. And in the end of the book, it's not ambiguous. It ends with the, it basically it ends with Dan hearing endless children's screams. How can they scream when a mouth full of bugs? I don't know. It just... <laughs> No, I like I like the film's ending. It's a bit like uh, body snatchers type thing. Yeah, but you kind of think you kind of think he's going to have got a few. He's going to have got a few. Yeah, they were worldwide. These masks they're going yeah. to all corners of the world. Yeah, yeah. it's weird, it's isn't it? Ble- it's bleak. It's bleak when you think about it, isn't it? Well, it is, but it's not even. Yeah, just for the just. Just for the laughs. Just, to just do for it. the lols. Yeah, just to... Yeah. Oh, I love a good joke. <laughs> and this is on the children. That's the best <laughs> kind of joke. When you play on kids. <laughs> I'll teach them about Halloween. Oh, he does. Uh, so they think they like bugs I've, and I've got, spiders, I've, I've do got, they? got to admit, I think the ending of the film levitates it. It, it makes all the nonsense worth it. Yeah, I know what you mean. But, the, I mean, that's not... That's not the first film to have that. No, no, no. But it, it's. I do like a, a an obviously bleak ending. Yeah, I can't think. My mind's gone a bit blank. I can't really think of one. Well, quite the body snatches. Oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's even better though. That's even that's heartbreaking. When you see Donald Sutherland at the end. No, not Donald. I'm talking about the other one. Well, the other body snatchers. Yeah, the original. Well, the black and white one. Yeah. He literally is doing the same thing. Oh, he runs up to the screen, doesn't he? Yeah. And Kevin McCarthy? Yeah. Um, you're next! You're next! They're coming to get you! 
And that, that one. Something like that. Yeah, that was, that's not so good. The one, you seen the one with Don Sullivan? Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. It's, heart, it's heartbreaking. It's terrifying and heartbreaking. It's Lambert out of Alien, isn't it? <laughs> Hang on, who's Lambert? Lambert? Yeah, Lambert. Out of Alien. In Alien? Yeah. Oh, and that Veronica Cartwright. Yeah, Veronica Cartwright, yeah, sorry. Um... She always reminds me a bit of Shelley Duval. She looks a bit like Shelley Duval. Yeah, she's got that seventies look about her. I think. Yeah, big eyed seventies look. <laughs> Don't say it so disparagingly. No, with us <laughs> women in the seventies have <laughs> big, big eyes, big eyes, seventies eyes, big bulging seventies eyes. What would you give this film at five? I would give this film. It's tough. It is tough. See, on the one hand, I want to give it five, mm. and then on the other hand. I want to give it one. Yeah. <laughs> because it's fucking stupid. It's stupid. Um, it's stu- I, it's, I like the way that they just fucking went for it. Mm. They just went for it. But, they, but and I mean... I mean, gi- it's the plot's hanging by a thread at points. Gi- given as bonkers as it is, you know, if it was just a standalone film, yeah. you'd be like, oh, you remember that film? It was bonkers. But being that it's also the third part in a franchise, which other than this one just features Michael Myers, yeah, it makes it even more bonkers. bonkers. You're like, what the? Yeah, what were they thinking? Yeah, I think they. Well, I know what they were thinking. Oh yeah, it failed. <laughs> I think it would work televisually, maybe. Um, what do you mean? Well, it would. It would work as a TV show. Oh, what, that? Yeah, when you look at American Horror Story. Oh, God, different... no, I don't really like that. Yeah, but it, what, people watch it. Yeah. And American Horror Stories, which is an individual story every week. Yeah. So that, I, that, they, that maybe they were... Me. Maybe they... I know what, exactly what they were thinking. The, John Carpenter wanted to be involved in it. Yeah. And he wouldn't have been involved there was Michael Myers. I think he... Didn't he do... Didn't he write... Didn't he do a rewrite? Because I think Nigel Neal... Somebody wrote it. When Nigel, John Carpenter rewrote it, and then Tommy Lee Wallace rewrote it. That's it. When Nigel Neal did all the Quatermass stories, yeah. um, I mean, he's a really good writer. So how how much of this John Carpenter? Because I mean, he ended up Nigel Neal didn't want anything to do with it in the end, did he? Really? But it's another good. It's a good. It is a good Halloween film as well. It, it is. does fit that Halloween and film. It fits. I like the bit, I mean, it's an inconsequential bit, but I like the bit kind of on the Halloween night before the advert is playing and you just have shots around the world of kids trick-or-treating. Yeah. I just, and they're kind of on their way home to go and watch the advert. I just, yeah, just like that bit. Just good, good little bit. Yeah, it it feels like, in a weird way, it feels like it should be there, but it shouldn't be there. Because it's the same crew and I think the same... It feels like a Halloween film. Yeah. I mean, the franchise. It feels like one. If they'd they just, like I said, linked it tenuously, not had the Halloween movie in the film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just made a, a couple of tenuous mentions of Haddonfield or... Do, do, do you know what I mean? To sort yeah. of put it put it in the same universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then even that, is that it'd be mental for that to be in the same. But yeah, I... Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think I'd go four stars. If I was being kind of realistic, I think I'd go four stars. It is ridiculous. It is, but it somehow works. 
Yeah. Because there's a million films out there that are just as bonkers that don't work. Well, it's always entertaining. And you, you kind of, you forget how stupid it is. You think like, nah, was it, surely they explain that a bit better. No. And then you watch it again, you're like, no, they don't. It's just kind of bonkers. <laughs> you know, Irish, Celtic, witchcraft. The way, the way, they, the way they just explain things away with robots. Just, just there, we had a time getting it here. And yeah. and yeah, it's just science and magic. But he, I mean, he 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 would have been a billionaire genius. Yeah, I mean, he was been doing. He's been there since the war. He was like an early eighties Elon Musk. Well, not quite. You don't think Elon Musk would do this if he could? <laughs> <laughs> he's probably listening. Now. He's probably got Stonehenge. Yeah, he could get he could get a stone from Stonehenge if he wanted. Elon Musk. Oh, he's a bondolin. He's a problem bondolin, eh? Yeah, yeah. He's bondolin in the making. I wouldn't be surprised if he's got a volcano and he's doing some shit in that. <laughs> hidden volcano base where he wears quasi-futuristic clothing with his wife, Grimes. She's not his wife anymore. No? No, no. She did all right. She was like a... What's the name of his kid? Oh, it's in it a like, formula. It's an ale flux or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know uh, how you say it yeah. Uh, yeah I'd give this film four I think because it is bonkers and I know it's one of those films you watch it and you think I shouldn't this, this doesn't make sense I shouldn't like it but somehow I yeah, do yeah, I love it. Um, the cast give it their all is it the best of the franchise no <laughs> no no it's not better than Halloween it's not better than H2O I don't think H2O yeah, I like oh, it's H2O. better than fucking H2O I like 2018 as well you're not going to tell you, you. In the last time we did a Halloween list, you liked Halloween, hate uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. I do like Halloween Two. I do like Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. That's better than his Halloween. Oh yeah, way better. I like the I like the bit which I like Sherry Moon in Halloween Two. I like I like the hobo Michael like look. Um, yeah, Halloween 2 is... I like Halloween 2. That whole bit in... I've said it before. The whole bit in the hospital, nights in white satin, is, and it's like a dream sequence, but that's almost all of Carpenter's Halloween 2, but just in like 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's, that, it's brilliant. That bit alone is really good directing. Um, H2O, i got to be honest, I think if I went back and watched it again now... I wouldn't like it as much. It was very 90s. Oh, God, yeah. And it was really riding on the back of that Scream, scream thing. Yeah. Yeah, I put it at top three, top five, Halloween three. Yeah. I just don't... It's hard to think of it as... It's just hard to think of it as a Halloween film. Well, I know, because I, I think the order in which I watched them, it kind of fitted. But then, I think, with, like you said, because you watched probably four and five before that one, or they were already out yeah, that probably contributed. Yeah, I mean, Halloween 3 is better than Halloween 4 and 5 easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Halloween 4 is not terrible. Halloween 5 is awful. But 5 is bad. Halloween 4 is just... 4 is all right. It's like Halloween 2, really. Yeah. Nah, 2 is better. The mask. 2 has got one of my favourite... get me started about the mask in Halloween 4, because I'll be here for hours. I was going to say, the one in 2 is all right, isn't it? Well, it's the same mask. It's the same, it is the same mask, aren't it? Yeah, but it's been somebody's asked. See, asked Halloween 2 has got some really cool kills in. Yeah. The whole boiling water face plunged into mm. it bit is awesome. Really good kill. And the sound that hammer makes when it goes in that bloke's head. Yeah. Doink! The kid, the kid slipping up on the blurred in that. Uh, yeah, I like to. Yeah, 
Two's good. And it's, it's annoying, as annoying as a deserted hospital is, they are effectively creepy. They're totally unrealistic. Yeah. But they are a creepy place. Yeah. It's like a deserted school. Let's just not go in, over that again. But it would just be creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Stop waving that stick at me. Right. That, so, was like, that was like 74 episodes ago, Mark. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay, so that's Halloween free, Mark. I don't think I've got anything more to add to that. No, I love it. Bonkers. Bonkers, bonkers. Yeah. Good, uh, it's a good Halloween film. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it, listener, it's a good, it's a good Halloween film. It is a good Halloween film, yeah. It's fucking nuts, but it's a good Halloween film. <laughs> so, uh, is my turn, my choice next time? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what, I don't know what it's going to be yet, Mark. Um, I'm going to try and go, maybe things that our listeners have seen. Yeah. So try to, do you know what I mean? I sometimes go a bit obscure. And I think if our listeners haven't seen it, they're not interested. So maybe try to... But then I also don't want to pander to our audience. Are we having another off-air conversation? Yeah, I think we are. Sorry. Yeah, anyway. (laughs) Say goodnight, Jamie. (laughs) That's too abrupt. No, it wasn't. That was a little bit too abrupt. Did you swear earlier? No, I did. Right, you're packing up before... No, that was just to make up for the swear. Right, okay, thanks for listening, listener. Thanks, Mark. Say goodnight, Jamie. Goodnight, Jamie. Thanks, everybody. Jamie and Forch's Betamax Dungeon.